this is Taylor Snyder, and welcome back to the Traveling Career Girl podcast. Welcome to episode two. Here we are. So, if I sound a little intervated, that is because I just got off of a long-haul cross-country flight, so I flew in from Los Angeles to Boston, Back Bay, Massachusetts. So I am coming to you today from Boston. Uh, I just literally got into my hotel room, um, ordered a little bit of room service. I am having a steak salad. <laughs> and um, yeah, back on my bullshit with my salad diet, in case you don't know about my salad diet, catch it in episode one. But um, yeah, so I'm back on my bullshit, you know, starving myself and then having my salad every alternating day. So I'm in a good mood, but I am a little tired. So the flight was a little exhausting, but you know, when is traveling not kind of exhausting? Um, anyway, so last week's episode such a good response. I'm so happy that everyone who's reached out to me and told me that they loved it, loved it. Like I'm could not be happier that you guys actually are entertained by little old me. So, um I'm just going to keep the momentum going and I'm going to keep I'm going to keep, you know, putting out my little episodes and you know, um last week's episode I um I answered some of your questions from the not gonna lie link. And um, as I mentioned last episode, I had a ton of questions from you guys. Uh, so I was able to answer, answer a handful of them and um, not as many as I wanted to. So for this week's episode, I think I'm just going to answer just a few more. And then I'm just going to kind of cap it at that. Like I think the Q&As are cute, but like too much Q&As, too much Q&A. Like you don't need to know all that fucking much about me, boo. So, but, um, yeah, so picked next, of uh, little set of five questions that I thought were kind of cute and I thought that you guys would, you know, appreciate them. And I think they're a little entertaining and a little insightful and blah, 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 So, um, anyway, yeah, uh, let me take a quick peeksy poo at these real quick oh before i get into the questions though you know i actually do have something that's on my mind so i checked into my hotel right so i'm not staying in some janky place i never i never really stay in janky places um i don't always stay at the ritz or anything like that or anything comparable but you know i always stay in nice places and they're cozy and whatever but that's neither here nor there so I don't know what, like, am I in, like, so if someone were to, like, okay, I'm trying to word this right. So, let's say that you get to your four and a half star hotel, and you are tired, and you are walking up to your room, going up to your room, catching an elevator, whatever, and you are just forced to get on the fucking elevator with other people, other guests that, that are staying at the hotel. Are you obligated to start small talk or conversation with people in elevators? Because today, when I checked into my fucking room, 
or when I checked into my hotel, got on the elevator, right? Hauling my luggage up to my room. Tired. Just got off a five-hour flight. Like, I don't want to talk to you. I want to come in my room, and I want to record my shit and fo- and whatever, eat my salad, smoke a blunt, do do me. I don't want to talk to you. I don't care about you. You're a fucking stranger. You're not paying my rent. Like, what are you, what, 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 what's up? So anyways, this couple came on the elevator and they didn't say not one word to me. Mm. And forgive me if you get a little ASMR moment, but I am eating and I am hungry and I don't care if you don't like it. So get on the elevator, right? With this couple. And they're just, like, standing there, and I'm not saying anything. I'm, like, looking at my phone, minding my business, and then as I get to my floor, they were staying a couple floors above me, get to my floor, walk off. I don't say bye. I don't say hi. I don't say nothing. Mind my business. Leave me alone. I'm not your friend. Like, we are guests at a hotel, and I am not obligated to talk to you. Right? That's what I think. It could sound bitchy, but it's, like... Considering the circumstances, leave me alone. Anyways, when I walked off the fucking elevator, they both, I'm not even joking, they both, like, watched me exit the elevator, not saying a word to them and whatever. Didn't even look at them. I just know they were a couple. I don't even know what they looked like. I don't know what they were wearing. And they're like, bye. Like, as if, like, they were, but it wasn't like a bye, as like a friendly, like, bye-bye, like, you know, just like, bye. Something like that. It was like, bye. Like, as if, like, I owed them a hello. And I'm like, I don't understand that. So, anyways. um, That bugged me. So, anyway, I don't know why. I don't know why I needed to bring that up. But it was just something that is, that is immediately bugging me. So, I'll tell you what. If we do not know each other, and you see me at a hotel, and I'm checking into a hotel, whatever... I mean, yeah, like, if you talk to me first, like, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll converse with you. I'm not a bitch. I'm not mean. But, like, don't not say anything to me and just stand there in the elevator going up 17 fucking floors and then get offended if I don't say hello or goodbye to you. Like, bitch, break the ice yourself if you want to fucking talk to me so fucking bad motherfucker mm. anyway okay over that topic so I'm gonna scoot along to the questions so <clears throat> first question have you ever experienced anything bad over the years of being an escort Ooh. I'm going to edit that out. I don't want to say that. Okay. Have you ever experienced anything bad over the years of being a traveling career girl? And... Good question. Um, so, I think when you're starting out in this game, like... You know, everyone starts somewhere and it's a, it's a learning curve for anyone. It doesn't matter how much help you have or, 
how much you think you know. Like, it's always going to be a learning curve, especially when you're just barely starting out doing this shit. So, um, to answer your question, yeah, I've had, um, I've had, fortunately, I've had really honestly only one really fucked up experience in my entire career. Um, and it wasn't even like really that fucked up if I'm thinking back on it because like I let this motherfucker have it. So it really, so it was, you know, kind of fucked up for him. So honestly, it was more fucked up for him than I feel that it was for me because I ended up getting like treated like a fucking princess after this fucking happened by the, the other people that were involved. So let me just tell you the story. So this is my one singular quote unquote bad experience. So this was back before I got like any type of plastic surgery done besides my boobs. Um, and I think the year, yeah, this was in 2013, I believe, because in, yeah, no, I think it was, okay, so my, my first round of, like, facial work, I got done in 2013, yeah. So, um, I was on the road, I was on, I was on tour, and I, me and a girlfriend of mine, I'm not going to say her name, but she knows who she is, and she was she's another one of the dolls, and she was a good friend of mine. I mean, we're still friends, but not as close as we used to be. So, um, anyway, <laughs> we went on the road, and we went to San Diego, and um, we were staying at the Hilton, like, in the harbor, or, like, across from the airport, like, that... Hilton over there. It's a nice Hilton. Not shabby at all. Cozy. I think, you know, sure the rates were probably affordable, whatever. So we're staying there. And back in the day, like, you know, when you would travel with a girl, like eight out of 10 times, you both shared a room because it would supplement the cost of your expense. It would, it would help with the cost of the expenses and the hotels and everything like that. So we shared a room. And we would just hustle. We would just back, back, boom, 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 like just fucking see who, like, you know, however many people. Trust me, like I said, everyone starts somewhere. <laughs> but um, anyway, so I think we were already there. I think this, yeah, this was our last night in town. Um, and it was our last night in town. And um, I was, I wasn't really like too focused on working hard because like I had already worked hard for like three days prior. I think it was a three day trip. And I got a, and, and my friend's calls were kind of dwindling down. Cause like after like, you know, X amount of days, like your calls start to like dwindle down a little bit and it's not as, you know, popping as it normally would be like when you first arrive somewhere. Um, that is very common for anywhere you go, even to this day. So, um, anyway, so, I get a fucking text from this guy and he's like, hey, I'm really would love to do um, have like an overnight thing with you. And I'd like to stay the night and I'd like to take our time, blah, blah, blah. This is a very new thing for me. 
Um, let me know how much your rate is, blah, 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 blah. And I didn't know if it was serious or not. And back then, you really didn't have a lot of the tools that are available to you now, like the apps and and checking, you know, reverse phone lookups and stuff like that. And the erotic review was still very um, new. It wasn't really like a huge, huge thing. But um, yeah, so there really was no way for me to like look up this guy. So I really took a chance. And um, he said he was coming up from Mexico. And we were in San Diego. So it's, it was a hop, skip, and a jump away for me. So I said, okay, we sit on a time. And he was going to come over at like 7. And so my girlfriend's like, well, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Like, this is an overnight thing. And I'm like, don't worry. I'll fucking figure it out. Like, I always make it happen. So I was like, all right, well, don't worry about it. Just sit in the closet for like, you know, the first hour or two. You know, sit in there with some headphones and fucking we'll figure it out when we get there. I'm like, um, so anyways, she does just that. And she's like, you know, why don't you have, she's like, why don't you have this guy pay for like another room? And I was like, okay, we'll figure it out. So he gets there. I want to say it was like around like 5 p.m. And I really had no concept of how to structure something like an overnight because like, yeah, I had had overnight people before, but those people were always, like, you know, coming over later. So it's, like, what am I going to do with this person for, like, 15 hours or something like that? Like, it just made no sense. So um, he gets there, comes over, and he's not bad looking. Like, he was, you know, he's handsome. He was younger. I want to say he was maybe, like three years older than me and I was 22 at the time so um yeah like he was young too and as I got to talking with him a little bit I could tell that he was really like super 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 nervous nervous like he was just like was really nervous and out of his element and I and looking back on it I do kind of feel bad but it's also like you know don't make your issues my issue. Like, figure your fucking shit out. Go see a therapist. Go talk to someone. If you can't even handle discreetly meeting up with someone under some kind of agreement, you know? So, um, he came over and my girlfriend's sitting in the closet and we just sat there on the bed and we literally just talked. Like, and it was, it wasn't even like, enriching conversation it was just like he was giving me like one word answers like it was really awkward and it was really uncomfortable for me at times and I and I even myself like I was like how the fuck am I gonna do this so anyways I'm sitting there he doesn't even want to like he's hardly looking at me he doesn't even want to touch me nothing like that like it was just the weirdest thing and mind you I had already gotten the money up front from him so it's like okay like you paid me like now what like I just I did not know what to do so I was just playing along with it and I was just eating up time and before you know it I'm well and I'm you know you know me I'm I'm like I I can 
talk anymore. I could talk someone's ear off if I really fucking need to. So, I mean, I'm sitting here talking to myself for an hour. But, um, yeah, so I, I, I sat there f- with him for an hour and talked his little ear off and tried to start conversation and made him feel, tried to make him feel comfortable. And eventually, he, after that hour, I feel like he did get a little more comfortable, but barely. And so he's like, okay, after that hour, he's like, okay, so like, what do you want to do? And I was like, well, do you want to like go get dinner or something? He's like, yeah, let's go get dinner. We can go get dinner. Like, he's like, do you care if we just do it like here at the hotel? Because there was a restaurant down in the lobby of the hotel. And I was like, yeah, I don't care. And then after he said that, I was like, oh, by the way, I'm like, you wouldn't happen, you wouldn't mind if, like, you know, one of my girlfriends comes with, right? She's really hot, too, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, oh, yeah, like, he was all for that. So, and so I'm like, okay, good, because she's hiding in the closet. And so I'm like, so I'm like, hey, come out. And so she, as soon as, like, I said, hey, come out, like, the doors just like burst open <laughs> and she's buck ass naked like full blown dick swinging and that like fucking put him in a head spin but um he was cool with it and he was like wow he's like this is what you guys do and I was like well yeah we didn't really know this is like this is the first for us kind of too so but it was funny for a moment. And then after that happened, he's like, okay, yeah, I'll take you guys to dinner. I'll take you girls to dinner. And so we went downstairs together and um, we sat down at the restaurant and we're sitting there and he's just staring at us, like weird staring at us. Like I felt like he was a serial killer. Like he was gonna like... I felt like he was, like, thinking in his head how what he was going to do to us. Like, I don't know if that meant kill. I don't know if that meant fuck. I don't know, like, what his intentions were, what, what he was thinking about. But it made me and my girlfriend uncomfortable, and she even commented on it. And when, that, when it got to that point where it's like, okay, now I know I'm not crazy because this is making someone else uncomfortable, too, and I'm not even saying anything, that's an issue. So... We're not maybe even in like 15 minutes into this dinner in the lobby. And um, I was like, hey, we're going to go to the bathroom. We didn't, we didn't even place an order either. Like we like we were um, like we were just sitting there and we I think we had like we all had a cocktail or something like that. So we told him we're like, hey, we're going to go to the bathroom real quick. He's like, OK, like I'll be waiting right here. Don't think anything of it. Right. Well, he should have. Because the second that we got to the bathroom, I told my girlfriend, I was like, girl, I'm like, I, I can't with this guy. Like, we got to go. And he's like, well, where are we going to go? He ha- he knows what room we're in and everything like that. And I'm like, fuck that shit. And I'm like, it's like, at this point, it's like maybe close to seven. So, um, like 637, something like that. And so I was like... Let's just sneak out the fucking back door. So that's literally what we did. So instead of going to the bathroom, we snuck out of the hotel, called a cab, and then took off towards um, the gas lamp quarter, like right in the heart of downtown. And 
we just decided, fuck this shit. Like, we'll just, like, you know, ditch him and then hopefully he'll take a hint and then he'll go. Um, so, yeah. So, we went to the bank. We deposited our cash. We went to the mall. We went shopping. Um, then we went and had, um, actual dinner because we had yet to eat. And then, um, and then we stopped at by 7-Eleven and we picked up some snacks because we were just going to smoke weed and go to bed because we wanted to get out of San Diego to go back up to LA. And, um, so all this happens and I want to say it. By the time we're done at 7-Eleven, I think it's close to, like, 9.30, 10. Um, and so we're, we go back, we get back to the hotel. And at this point, like, both of me and my girlfriend, we're both thinking, like, oh, there's no way, like, this motherfucker is still there. Like, two, like, almost three hours have passed. Like, we were wrong. So, uh... We were walk. We get to our floor and we're walking down the hall. And as and it's a big hotel, so like we had to like curve the corner or whatever. As we're turning the corner to go to our room, I see my door and who the fuck is sitting right in front of it? This dude. And I'm like, oh my god, are you kidding me? And my girlfriend, she sees him, locks eye contact with him, and she immediately turns around, nope, and starts walking the other direction. She just, like, books it. And she, like, starts heading towards love. She's like, I'm not dealing with this, girl. And I'm like, all right, all right. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go. So me, little old me, stopping down the fucking hall, you know, and I finally get to the door, and as I get, as I'm getting closer, he gets up. And he starts, like, marching towards me. Like, marching with a fucking passion. Like, he's... You could tell he's mad just based on looking at him walk. And so... He finally makes it. We, we make it face to face. And then, um... And then I'm like, hi. And then he's like, where the hell did you go? Why'd you leave me? And I'm like, okay, look. I need to be perfectly honest with you. Um, I just don't think that this is going to work. I'm like, you reserve, yeah, I'm like, you know, I canceled my entire evening for you in hopes that this was going to be, you know, a little bit more, uh, not as awkward. I said, I understand this is like a first thing for you, but, um, that, like I said, I told him, I think I told him the same thing. Like, don't make your problems my problem. And he's like... Um, he's like, are you serious? And I was like, yeah. I'm like, you don't want to even touch me. You don't want to, like, look at me. You don't even want to touch my girlfriend or anything like that. Like, why? I don't even know why you're here. It's like, you're hardly conversing with me. You're just staring at me half the time. And, like, it's making me feel really uncomfortable. And this is now to the point where this just needs to end. And you've already reserved my entire evening and... You know, I canceled people for this time. And so, unfortunately, like, I'm just going to have to ask you to leave. And he didn't ask for his money back or anything like that. Um, And he had paid me all cash. And, And as a reminder, while we were out, I went to the bank. 
So he's like, oh, he's like, well, I left something in your room. That's the first thing he said. I'm like, no, you didn't. You didn't leave shit in my room. And he's like, yeah, I did. Just open the door and then I'll check. I'll show you. I, I left, you know, I left, I left something in there. And I'm like, no, I'm like, you have five seconds to start walking down that hall bef- and leave before I call security. He's like, what? He's like, are you fucking serious? And I was like, yeah, I actually am serious. Like, this is getting old now. Like, it's time for you to go home. And so he stares at me, gives me like a dirty, nasty fucking look. And then starts walking down the hall. And he takes like maybe five, ten steps maybe. Stops dead in his tracks. And then turns around looks at me and fucking charges me. So he's like running at me and I'm like, <gasps> like what the fuck? And so this is the sucky part. This is probably like the most horrible part of this whole story is that I had just, just bought a Celine mini phantom luggage tote. And like, I just bought that. And I think that was my very first like, big designer bag purchase because it was like a really like very trendy bag at that time like that was like right when Kim Kardashian first started carrying it and the bag was like I think it was like $3,500 or four grand or something like that but I loved this bag anyways he's charging me and he motherfucking tackles me in the middle of the hall and he puts me in a fucking headlock and starts punching me on the side of my head and as I, the whole time this is happening, I'm screaming, rape, murder, fire, help, like, I'm saying all the words my mom told me to fucking say, rape, fire, murder, dare, he's fucking kids, help, 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 like, and so as all this is happening, I'm like, you know, putting up a fight. And he's dragging me. He starts to drag me by my hair. And I don't think the hair dragging was intentional because he was try- He was grabbing my fucking purse. And he was trying to yank my purse out of my hand. And in the process of that, he snaps my fucking handle of my brand new Celine purse. So at this rate, as soon as I see that my Celine purse has fucking been snapped, the handle, oh, I see red. And so... I knew what this motherfucker was trying to do. He was trying to get to my purse because he wanted his fucking money back. Little did he know, I was fresh out of cash. So he's like digging through my purse. He dumps out my entire purse. He, he, once this handle snaps, he takes it out of my hand and fucking dumps my purse out in the middle of the hall. Meanwhile, all, while all this is happening, people are finally starting to hear me scream. And so they're peeking out of their doors and they're like, is everything okay? What's going on? And all they see is just this fucking tranny on the fucking ground and like all of this shit sprung all over the place and this fucking idiot fucking digging through my purse and so i'm like he's robbing me and i get up and i fucking tackle him i literally tackled him right in front of everyone and i wailing on him i get on top of him and i'm i like straddle his fucking chest and he's on his back i'm fucking just Throwing fucking blows on this motherfucker. I know. 
I must have broken his nose or something like that. But he was bleeding. So, but whatever. So he fucking manages to push me off of him. And then he grabs my wallet that was on the floor. And he's like opening up my wallet and trying to like run as I'm like trying to chase after him. Like, give my fucking shit. And he's like dumping it out. No cash. But he still took my wallet. He had my wallet in his hand. And I'm like freaking out because like, my ID, all my credit cards, my debit card, like, all my shit. Like, that's, like, I need my wallet. And so he takes off, starts booking it towards, like, where the elevators are. And you know how, like, they have those fire escape uh, doors, like, the stairs. You can just take the stairs and go all the way down. He's running for that door. I'm fucking chasing after him, and I fucking, I, he's, he was a little chubby. He was cute, but he was chubby. A little out of shape at the time. And he gets to the door, I grab him by the hand, and then as soon as I grab him by the hand, like, I caught him, and then he gets up in my face and, like, lifts his fucking fist as if he's gonna deck me, and I'm like, you know what? Not worth it. So, I let him go, I lift my hands up, and then as soon as we, I let go and we locked eye contact, he booked it down the stairs. I fucking booked it towards my room and I went going through my fucking shit because my, my room key was not in my wallet. It was just sitting in my purse and all the contents of my purse were just sitting in the middle of the fucking hallway. So I find my room key, swoop it up fucking immediately, open up my fucking door. And then I call security and I said, help, please. This guy just robbed me. And he robbed me because he found out that I was transgender and he knew I was wealthy and he just took off my purse and all these other guests witnessed him robbing me and everything like that. I need help. He's running down the fire escape right now. We were on a high up floor. It wasn't like a super tall uh, hotel. I want to say maybe there was like six or seven, six or seven floors. Uh, but yeah, so he, I, I was like working on like crunch time. Like, you know, you need to get him. And so as soon as like they're like, oh my God, yeah, we're sending security right now. As soon as I said that, I immediately went through all the trash cans. Any used uh, protection flushed down the toilet. Immediately opened my laptop, took my fucking ads, like any advertisement. Um, I, I had two phones at the time. Uh, hid my work phone in my suitcase. Uh, got hid everything that could possibly be incriminating. And I did all of this within like maybe two minutes, two and a half minutes. I was like on a mission. I was making sure that there was no way I was going to get in trouble for just being the reason why I was there. I, I, I was like, I'd be damned if I get robbed like this and treated like this and then get in trouble for doing my thing. Not at all. So, um, as soon as I took my ads down, like within like 30 seconds after I finished doing everything, I had security, hotel security at my front door. And they're like, do you know what he looks like? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I was like, no, I don't have a picture of him, but I can describe you to him and blah, blah, blah. And I described him and they, they were like, okay, that's all we need. And they booked it. Within four minutes, I'm not even kidding. Within like four or five minutes, the whole hotel was lit up red and blue. There was a police chopper, like, looking for this person, like, around the hotel grounds. 
And, like, I think I, I had an ambulance, I had a fire truck, and I had, like, three cop cars. This is how big of a deal they made this for me. And I can only equate it to pretty white privilege because I feel like if anyone else were to try to do this, they would not get the same treatment as me. That is not to brag. That is just reality. So anyway, the whole place was lit up red and blue. And I had like, and after after that happened, once the, the whole hotel was lit up, the security came back and they waited with me and they were they wanted to make sure that he wasn't going to come back to attack me. And so I explained everything to them. I said, you know, I posted an ad on Craigslist, and, you know, just to go on a date. And he took me and my girlfriend out on a date and he didn't know that we were transgender. And then when we said that we were transgender, he got really upset and started to get really weird. And then like, when it finally came back to like, you know, him dropping us off at the room, he got really upset over something. I don't really remember. I was like, he got really upset. Maybe it was a word or something like that, but he got mad and he just started to attack me and wail on me. And my girlfriend ran the other direction. Mind you, my girlfriend like was like down, like in the fucking lobby, like avoiding all of this shit. And so I fucking finally got in touch with her. I called her. I texted her. Called her texted her. I was like, girl, this just happened. She came right back up to the room. She's like, oh my God, I'm so scared. I'm so scared. And like, so as they're waiting with us, the, the hotel security, while the cops are doing their thing, um, we catch wind that they caught him. And he was too chicken shit to really admit anything, but I certainly wasn't. I was able to press charges. He did not um, say, he did not say, he didn't really want to indulge in detail. He didn't want to, he didn't, he, he ended up not saying what it was that I did. And I think maybe that was because he felt bad. I don't know what went through his head, actually. I'm kind of surprised that he actually didn't rat me out to the cops, but he didn't. And I certainly, like, pressed charges. You know, the charges were dropped, ultimately. But, like, I, like, it turns out this guy was, like, an illegal poker player from, like, Mexico or something like that. That's what he did for a living. Like, he just played in underground poker tournaments or something like that. Very odd. Um, but yeah, anyways, they found him and uh, they arrested him. Um, I think he was released after like a day or something like that. And that was that. And um, yeah, he never got his money back. Uh, I never really went forward with anything after that. And... Uh, oh, that, so that later on that evening, as after they after he was arrested, um, the hotel felt so bad that all of this happened to poor little old me that I was attacked for my my gender that they put me and my girlfriend up in uh, the suite of the hotel and we stayed there uh, for free and we had twenty four seven security outside our door the whole night. So that's privilege, honey. But that was probably, like, the most... that that Well, actually, that is the worst thing that's ever happened to me while being a traveling girl. Uh, 
So yeah, hope you found that exciting. Hope you don't have too much anxiety from that story. Uh, question two. How many surgeries have you had to date? Are you ever going to make your Audi an any? <laughs> I love it. I can't with you people. Um, oh my God. My fucking sinuses are acting up again. Sorry. Uh, how many surgeries have you had to date? Are you ever going to make your Audi an any? Which means, am I ever going to have gender reassignment surgery? Um... Which is basically bottom surgery, for those of you who aren't really familiar up to speed. Um, so, I did say, ask me anything. So, I guess I had this coming. Um, but typically, this is a question you don't really want to ask a trans person. It is a little invasive and disrespectful. But, considering the fact that I told you to please ask me anything... I will happily answer this after this bite of salad. Mmm. 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 That is so good. Okay. So, how many surgeries have I had today? Okay. So, I've had two rounds of FFS. I've had a nose job before that because um, I just wanted to tweak my nose. I have, um, I have three sets of boobs. I have three BBLs, and then I've also done like little, other little procedures um, like buccal fat pad removal. I did that. Kind of want to do see if I could do it again. I don't know if that's even possible, but when I first got it done, I loved it. I don't know if buccal fat pads come back. So if you know if buccal fat pads come back, let me know because like I'm curious for myself. Um. So yeah, if you don't know what FFS is, I said that I've had two rounds of FFS, so it's facial feminization surgery. Basically, what that includes is, oh, yeah, and I've, like on top of that, I've also had revision procedures. So, like, if there's something from my FFS that I wasn't 100% happy with, I would go back to the doctor and I'd be like, hey, fix this. And then they would go ahead and fix it. And even to this day, I still find things about myself that I absolutely cannot stand, like, or things that I want to tweak. Like, I mean, so much so that, you know, I actually um, have a. I'm planning a surgery with Dr. Peter Raphael in Dallas, Texas, and he is a very well-known, prominent uh, surgeon to the uh, transgender community. Um, one of these days I'm going to get it done, but I'm going to have him do a full deep plane facelift on me, a lip lift, and then an another nose. My last nose revision um but anyways going back to ffs if you don't know what ffs is facial feminization surgery um basically consists of like your hairline being lowered your brow bones being shaved your nose getting smaller your chin getting smaller your jaw getting smaller fat transfers to the face implants if you need them 
Like, it's all, it's all kind of tailored to your... To, to you, basically. So, um, each individual procedure, I guess. So, I've lowered my hairline three times. I had a really, really big forehead, like, when I was... Before I transitioned. Um, I, like... A, I think I've had maybe about an inch and a half of forehead or almost two inches of forehead removed from my head already. It's a lot of fucking forehead. I've had my brow bone shaved twice. Last doctor that shaved my brow bone said that he shaved it almost as thin as a piece of paper. I don't know how believable that is, but I've literally have no brow bone. So I'm very blessed in that department. Um... I've had three nose jobs. I have had, um, well, filler is just without say. Like, I mean, I've been getting filler in my face since before I transitioned. So I've, I mean, just in filler alone, like in this last year, I've spent about $11,000 in filler. Um, because when I do my filler, like, I don't, like, fucking do the cheap shit. Like, I, you know, my Botox is $11 a unit. Like, I do my entire face full of Botox. I do masseters. I do neck. I do chin. I do eyes. I do forehead. I do an upper lip lift with Botox. Um, and I think, like, my Botox itself, my Botox bill, just for Botox, um, it was like $1,500, $1,600, something like that. So, but just imagine, I've had a radius, of course. Radius is not cheap. Radius, um, Juvederm, Voluma, all of it. You know, this shit ain't cheap. So, at, at $11,000 a year, over the last, like, you know, 10 years, like, yeah, like, I, I probably spent, like, over $100,000 just on filler. So, um, easily, all cosmetic procedures, all in titties, asses. Well, I'd say I'm about, like, $250,000 in. Yeah. So, it's definitely not cheap to be a fucking trans woman. That is for fucking sure. It sucks. I hate having to fucking spend money on all this dumb shit, like plastic surgery, but it's like a love-hate relationship. Like, you love to get it when you finally do get it because there is a little bit of a vanity thing, but also it's for people like me, it's not all vanity. Like, you know, like, I'm doing this because, like, you know, I'm trying to just blend in and survive, you know? So, be the best person for myself. Like, I didn't ask to be born to the wrong body. No, I gotta fucking pay to fix that. But, anyway. So, yeah, those are my surgeries that I've had so far. Um, I don't really like talking too much about surgery, if I'm being perfectly honest. Like, and cosmetic procedures, I mean... Yeah, sure. It's an interest of mine. I, 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 will, I love and appreciate and respect doctors and cosmetic treatments and all kinds of shit. I love all of it. I'm a big advocate of it. 
But um, as far as, like, just sitting and conversing about it and just, like, that surgery being a talking point, much uh, past, like, what I'm doing now, like, I'll, I'll answer the initial question, but once, like, it's discussed, like, let's move on to another topic. Because I feel like, especially with trans girls, like, surgery just seems to be, like, the only talking point between the girls. And it's so irritating to me because, like, girl, do you not have anything else going on in your life besides just thinking about surgery? And and the reality is that a lot of girls probably don't. Like, their whole existence is living to pay for their fucking next surgery. And that, to me, is just so unhealthy and so sad and just super, like, just face value. It's like... I appreciate having deeper intellectual co- uh, connections, which is part of the reason why I really don't have too many trans friends today. But, um, yeah. So, that's my surgery. Oh, um, am I ever going to make my Audi an Innie? Um, so I've thought about this. I've actually been thinking about this quite a bit recently. Um, so... I, I, I think that eventually one day, yes, I absolutely will complete my transition thoroughly and, and get, um, you know, that surgery. Um, it's never really been high up on my list of priorities though, because I'm not deathly uncomfortable in my body. You know, I'm very realistic about, you know, the situation here. Uh, not only that, there has also been so many complications with gender reassignment surgery over the years for so many different people, um, that, you know, let's say five years ago when I was thinking about getting it done, like it, um, it was still risky. I feel like now as like, there's so many more trans people just like coming out and like this is not it's not like a new thing anymore necessarily and there's all these medical advancements and there's advancements in technology i feel like it's finally getting to the point where it's beginning to now get perfected the procedure itself cuz you hear you hear a lot of horror stories with some people like let me just get graphic for a second. So there's this, there's a way that you can get your gender reassignment surgery, right? Um, and what they do is they cut out your prostate and then they use some walls or mucous membranes of basically your rectum. And they turn that into your pussy. But the reason why people do that procedure is because that is one way that you can naturally get wet yourself. Like, um, if you don't do it that way, there's two ways you could do it. You could either do it that way. I don't know, like... I'm, I probably sound really, like, stupid and naive when it comes to this particular procedure because it's just not something that I'm really passionate about. Um, but I will do it one day. 
But, um, yeah, like, basically there's two ways you could do the gender reassignment procedure. You could do it this, this way by taking out your prostate and having your part of your anal cavity or your mucus, whatever, like used as a part of your vagina, um, in order for you or in order, in order to have the ability to get moist yourself. Whereas if you don't do that, then you have to just constantly use lube and like, you know, it's very dry and not probably not that fun. But, um, anyway, but I've heard stories where the girls that have gone that first route and have used their cavity to get that mucus membrane, um, there's horror stories of something getting ruptured and then now they're shitting out of their fucking vagina. Like, that to me is terrifying. Like, I could not imagine. Like, I I would spiral. I would freak out. Like, I'd probably just fucking kill myself. So that, if, if, I, if I was left with a vagina like that, I probably would fucking absolutely die. Because it's like, what is the point? Like, this is disgusting. Like, no. So, yeah, but as time continues to go on, that's kind of becoming, like, a thing of the past. I mean, there's always going to be a little horror story here and there, of course. But, um, I don't know. I mean, I, well, we'll see. I, I don't know what the future holds. Um, you know... Ideally, you know, I could see myself doing it in my 40s. So I guess within the next 10 years. Um, that is if, you know, I'm still alive or an asteroid hasn't hit the planet yet. But, um, yeah. So that's my little surgery question. Thank you for that one. Um, favorite TV show, series, movie right now? I could go on and on and on about this. Um, right now I'm religiously watching every 90 Day Fiance that's available to me. I, if you know anything about me, you know that I am a huge 90 Day Fiance super freak fanatic. Every spinoff, every episode... Every couple, I know them. And they know, and that's that. Big Night, Big Night, Fiance, super fan. Um, I love, um, you know, I've been really digging House of the Dragon. Um, it's the prequel to Game of Thrones. I really loved Game of Thrones uh, when it was out. And so far, this is not that bad. I like it because, um... George R. R. Martin is also a producer when he is the author of the original Game of Thrones. So uh, he's got some say to it. Now, there's this other show that's out that I tried to really get into, and it's The Rings of Power. It's the um, the Lord of the Rings prequel. All these prequels are coming out. And I tried to get into that Rings of Power, the Lord of the Rings one. And I am a big Lord of the Rings fan, too. Um, I was as a kid as well. Like, I really loved... Lord of the Rings. I loved fantasy. I re- I was loved Harry Potter even more. But I was always obsessed with Lord of the Rings, and I read the books when I was a kid. And um, as I'm watching that show, 
I'm just thinking to myself, I'm like, J.R.R. Tolkien is rolling in his grave. This is like not anything to do with Lord of Like it really, like I understand like, you know, stories change and it's open for interpretation, but like, no, no, I'm sorry. Middle Earth and J.R.R. Tolkien, no, it's not open for, for, for interpretation. It's not open. No, you don't get the freedom to just like completely fuck someone's entire world that they envisioned and wrote in books and all that shit. You don't get to just completely revision it just because this person's dead. So I don't know. I just, I was, I'm not a fan of the rings of power, obviously. So I stopped watching it after like three episodes. Um, but the best show, the best show on earth, you can quote me on this. And you could fight me all day long on it, and I will win because this is the best show on earth. And there's not a thing you could say or do to convince me otherwise. Yellowstone. If you have not seen Yellowstone, you're missing out. You are uncultured, and you lack depth. Yeah, Yellowstone is probably, like, one of the most fabulous shows I've ever seen in my life. I've never resonated with a character more than I have with, as, um, with Beth, with Beth, bleh, Beth Dutton. And she is one of the main characters in the show. But if you have never seen Yellowstone, gotta watch Yellowstone. I'm sorry, like, you just, you have to watch Yellowstone. Season five, the last and final season... It's coming out on November 13th. I'm counting down the days. I'm uber excited. Like, November could not come fast enough. So, by the time I'm done with my tour, I'll be able to go home and sit and rot and watch my Yellowstone. Um, so happy for that. So excited for that. Um, as far as my favorite movie, um, I do have, like, a wide variety of likes as far as movies go um my i asked my family i have probably a like i have a huge movie library like i it's probably like stupid of me but i will actually like buy all of the movies on the itunes store on my apple tv and just to have them like because like so i have like a collection of probably over like 1500 movies just in my library it's pretty ridiculous honestly but i'm not not proud of it <laughs> i mean i have a great collection of movies but my favorite movie is um moulin rouge love moulin rouge by baz Luhrmann. Such a good movie. Nicole Kidman and Ewan McGregor is an I they're icons. And it's got such a good message. And it's just such a loving movie. So, haven't seen Moulin Rouge, you gotta watch Moulin Rouge. Alright. Next question. Oh my god, this sinus needs to stop. I have so much dick to suck this week. Oh, 
who are some people you'd like to interview? Even if you haven't talked about it, even if you haven't talked about it with them. Okay, so who are some people I'd like to interview? Um, okay, so... Well, here's one person, like a bucket list, like wish person that I really do want to interview. So, there's this guy, right? His name is The Points Guy. And I found out about him through an old friend of mine. Um, and so basically he is a big, he's, he's gay, um, the, the points guy. And he has made a entire career business off of, um, basically reviewing like airlines and hotels and really being in the nose, no, the nose, no, and the who's who about like, you know, traveling smart and using American Express points, um, to, you know, get better deals and flights and all kinds of shit and loyalty programs. So he knows all about all of that stuff. That's why he's called the points guy because it's all point based. So simply because he's gay, and simply because, you know, I am the traveling career girl. Um, I mean, I would love to be able to interview him and, like, really get to talk with him a little bit more in depth about where he, how he started and how he got into this and everything like that. And I really would love to bring that to my audience. And I'd love for even his audience to just kind of like, you know, cross mingle. Like, like, I don't know. That's a, that's something really cool that I would really love to be able to do is to have the points guy, um, to be able to interview him and just ask him like a handful of questions, even if it's only for like 15 minutes. And then I just recap and fucking talk on it a little bit more. But, um, cause he's so insightful and he's so intelligent when it comes to traveling smart and economically and, you know, traveling, to such a high standard like he he's so he's very bougie like you know this motherfucker he's he's got so much perks like he only flies first and you know and i have friends that are already like that in that status you know i'm not on that status level just yet where i'm just constantly flying first um like even if i just book an economy ticket but you know with time i'll get there so i actually just recently got the um the delta um american express gold card so not the platinum card but i did get the gold card so her credit's been a journey i mean you know for the longest time i was always very cash flush not so much credit um and so that's been a work in progress but i have i'm happy to say now that i have great credit um so, and then, so I did, I do have the Delta Amex gold card. And then, um, I also have the, uh, Southwest Rapid Rewards, uh, Chase card, which is a good card to have, actually, if you travel, if you travel primarily domestically, you know, most, most, uh, airports cater to Southwest. There's a lot of airports that do cater to Southwest and all of the airports that I fly in or out of there's always a Southwest terminal. So it just makes sense for me to have them too. I would love to be able to only use Delta. I mean, but like also Delta is like the most expensive out of all of the airlines. 
having Delta will be great for when I am doing more international trips, which I thoroughly plan on doing this next this next year. Um, I haven't really been out of the country since 2019 when I took my ex to Europe for a exorbitant European vacation that I paid for entirely by myself. But, yeah, um, I, um, so yeah, that, that, so that's one person that I would love to interview is the points guy. Um, and then, um, let's see, I also would love to have, like, other girls from the community, like, interviewed. Like, you know, one, one girl that I absolutely just admire and love and really would love to hear more about her story. And I think that a lot of people would like to hear her story as well is a girlfriend of mine from uh, Miami, Florida. Um, she is a drag entertainer, but she is primary, she is a trans woman. And her name is Fantasia Royale Gaga. And she uh, is the he- one of the headlining performers at um, one of the most famous, gay bars in South Florida called Palace. Um, It's located in South Beach on Ocean Drive, like base of the ocean. And Fantasia Royale Gaga. This woman, I love her to pieces. Like she is just, first of all, she's mesmerizing to look at. Like if if you've seen Fantasia, you know what I'm talking about. Like this, so... And if you don't know who Fantasia is, Fantasia Royale Gaga, look her up on Instagram. She has got the... She's known as the body, okay? So she, her tits, I don't even know what size. And I don't want to, like, put a... You know, I don't want to say for her, but I do know for a fact that, like, her boobs are, like five times the size of mine and I don't have small boobs like I have my 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 bra size is a, a 36 triple d and like that's a lot of titty so so imagine how much titty she has so but she's always been so just such good energy and so sweet and you, she just, she's totally a person that has just, I know she has a remarkable story and I just want to hear more of it. And, you know, over the years, I haven't really seen her like, you know, do too many interviews or podcasts. It's not like she's famous or anything like that, like famous, famous, but like she's well known within the community. And I really would love to be able to just like, you know, sit down with her and just, really connect with her and ask her a few questions if she's comfortable talking to me about it. Um, but yeah, I absolutely love Fantasia. Um, I've known her for, I'd say about five, four, four, four or five years now. So, and I only say, you know, I see her when I go to Miami, but you know, I haven't really been going to Miami recently. So hopefully this will open that up. So if Fanny, if you're listening, I would love to have you on. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, there are some other people, like I have friends that have done very well in business that I would love to interview as well. Um, so 
yeah, I mean, I don't really have a huge list of people that I really want to like just dish out and just let you know, because obviously where's the surprise factor in that. But, um, yeah, I, I have, I have big plans for interviews on here, so I hope you enjoy it. Um, here's a good question. (laughs) Are you ever going to visit Portland again or too traumatized? (laughs) Well, this question was asked before this happened, but um, last week I was actually in Portland for the first time in about three years. Um, For those of you who don't know, I lived in Portland, Oregon for about 11 months. I moved up there for my last relationship. He was from there. Um... But, uh, yeah, I, while I was living there, I was heavily working in nightlife and I kind of became a local public figure in the area, um, just from working in the bars and being around everyone and being around the community. Uh, and it sure as fuck backfired on me because I didn't realize how crazy like, 50% of Portland was, if not more. Um, like, oh, excuse me. Um, so when they say, when they ask me if I'm traumatized, first of all, I'm not traumatized. I will never be traumatized by fucking Portland or Portlanders. You bitches could never. But to the people that are from Portland who I love, love ya. No shade. No tea. But, um, yeah, like, I don't, like, no, I I actually have plans on coming back to Portland in November. So I'm actually going to be probably in Portland, like, a couple more times before the end of the year because I do have some big projects that I'm working on that require me to actually be in Oregon, um, of all fucking places. So, uh, yeah, so I'm going to be going back up there a couple more times. So if you're from Portland and you want to connect with me, um, I know this last trip that I went to Portland, I actually really wasn't really able to convey uh, my presence very well there because the people from Portland that I'm still friends with, they're primarily friends with me on Facebook. And unfortunately, last week I was... Um, post-blocked for the 500,000th time for 30 days. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was near impossible for me to try to convey to anyone that I was in town. So if you missed me this last trip to Portland, I am sorry, but like, don't take it personal. Like I really wasn't hanging around with people and the people that did see me when I did go out that one night, like, you know, everyone was shook and shocked when they saw me. Uh, so, yeah, it was it was honestly a surprise. And it was a really short minute. But I will plan out the next trip a little bit more. But no, I'm not traumatized going back to Portland. Um, you know, it's the, the culture is just fucking way different. And I think that that's 
and, and, and the culture in California is just so va- vastly different from so many other places, too. So, like, you know, in California, in L.A., where I'm from, like, everyone is just so about their own business and no one is up your ass. Like, I'm too, everyone is too focused on themselves. Everyone is so fucking selfish in L.A. Like, it's really difficult to focus on anyone else besides yourself or whatever's going on around you immediately. Whereas in Portland... You got a population of about 300,000 people in comparison to like what, like fucking 5 million, like as far as population wise. So yeah, like, you know, you have people, you have not enough people in a, not enough people and like everyone's heads are up each other's asses and everyone's complaining about something like it's just completely different culture. So, I would bring up why I would be, if I were traumatized, why I would be traumatized. Like, I would, I would break down and say the backstory, I guess, to all this. But, like, honestly, looking back on it, like, I've already spoken about this shit, like, so, so much. And, like... It's so old, like, I just, I, it's so old, I don't live in Oregon anymore, I have no real resentment, like, but it's just, you know, Portland and I are, like, oil and water, like, but I will always continue to go back, I have people that I love that live there, and that's all I need to, that's all I need, um, in order to go back, that's it, and I will continue to do that, so... There are people that are not crazy that live there. Visually, though, Portland is one of the most stunning, most beautiful fucking places I've ever been to in my life. And I was actually very lucky to live there, to experience just the ambiance. So, like, it was just, it was stunning. It was green, you got water, you got the mountains, you got, it's just stunning. Very beautiful. But the people are a little chaotic. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I'm hoping that maybe like, you know, in the middle of November, maybe around the time that Yellowstone starts or something, I'll, uh, I'll shoot back up there. But um, anyway, well, I'm getting to about an hour 10 mark on this podcast. Um uh, I'm sorry this wasn't as more, more entertaining for you. I hope this was, you know, at least a little more entertaining. But next week's episode, I actually plan to uh, have my first interview. So um, hopefully you guys are still intrigued and inspired and want to hear more because next week's guest is someone very, very important to me and um, someone that I am collaborating with right now. And... Lots of tea, lots of things to say, lots of things to dish. And I know that next week's episode is going to be grand. So um, please tune in to episode three next week. I will be doing these, like I said, every Sunday. Um, I uh, 
the upload times might change. Uh, the reason why I stayed was 6 p.m. today was because of my flight, obviously. But um, anyway, la-da-dee-da. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for next week's episode. But um, again, thank you guys for your continued support and listening and the love and all of the things I will con- I'm going to stay incredibly consistent on here whether or not I have 5 listeners or 500 listeners like I will continue to do this because I'm enjoying this so and I hope you are too so anyway um I'm going to cap it there we're at an hour and 12 now um, this is just where I wanted it. So thank you so much again for the the questions that I have been able to, that I chose and that I was able to answer. Um, to all the other people that asked a bunch of fucking questions that were like, you know, also good, but didn't get to get to them. You know, I, if, if you are really curious about certain things, please, 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 please DM me, message me. You know, I talk to people. I don't bite. I'm love. I'm fun loving. And, you know, I get along with most people. So if you're curious about something or if you have questions for me, please DM me on Instagram um, or Facebook or wherever you find me. Um, yeah, like, you know, you can ask me private things too. So, and... um yeah, so anyways, my blank, my brain is starting to blank, you know. I've had a very long day, and I still haven't eaten all my food. Um, but anyway, thank you again. Love you all to pieces. Mwah, 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 mwah. I am Taylor Snyder. Thank you for tuning in to episode two of the Traveling Career Girl podcast, and I will see you next Sunday for episode three with my very special guest interviewee. Ciao. Mwah. <laughs>